You're listening to JFDI with the two Lauras. Now, there's one question that we get asked more than anything else in our free Facebook group. So in today's episode, we're going to give you the answer. Their names are the same, good friends they became. Together they put their brains and magic happened. I'm talking about the two Lauras, they'll be your biggest supporters, what the selling you'll need more of. I'm talking about the two Lauras, I'm talking about the two Lauras. So the most commonly asked question in our Facebook group is, how do I create a portfolio for my social media management business? So, Laura Davis, what's the answer? Don't. Yeah, uh, we feel quite passionate, but we, we've probably ran about this for a while, but I think this podcast might be quite short and sweet. Yeah. Because graphic designers have portfolios. Photographers, portfolios. Social media managers don't have portfolios. Why? Because social media managers aren't graphic designers. It's not all just about how it looks. It's about analytics, wider strategy, marketing. It's more than just how something looks on an Instagram grid. You can't get that across in a portfolio. No. And if we were hiring a social media manager, we wouldn't want to see the grid that they'd created on Instagram for another business. It would mean nothing to us. Mm. There's no context. But there's no context. We don't know if it worked. We don't know if it drove sales or if it increased followers. All we can see is that it looks nice. It needs nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's quite frustrating. So what, what I would want to see is ongoing evidence that they know what they're doing and they can kind of they practice what they preach and more context. Yes. Results that they have achieved for other previous clients. So how do they show you that ongoing evidence of their knowledge? By being active on social media. You don't mean like social media managers actually being on social media, surely. Oh my God, <laughs> revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, I, it, I feel very passionately that if you're a social media manager and you can't even be bothered to be on social media, to me, I would never hire a social media manager. I would also never hire a social media manager who outsources their social media. Oh no, no way. Um, I'd want to hire the person they've outsourced to. It, with, exactly, exactly. So if you want to be a social media pro, Show show your audience that you are a social media pro by being a pro on social media. But Laura, I haven't got time to post on my own social media. Bullshit. I know, I agree. It is bullshit because this is your business. And if you're prioritizing growing somebody else's business over growing your own business, like what does that say about your business? That you don't really care about it. Yeah. You want to grow your business just as much, if not more, somebody else's so you should be posting on your own social media yeah and if if you're at capacity then yeah maybe reduce that down if you don't need to be showing up but you still need to have a presence yeah i was absolutely flabbergasted when i heard social media managers say that they're not on social media like i there has never been one moment from the day i set up my business that i thought oh i could probably get away with not doing this yeah it just hasn't it just wasn't even a thing. And this goes back to when I had 
three children under the age of five and one working day a week that I was able to concentrate on my business. And I still found the time. Now, it might, it might have been, you know, not, you know, I might have not been showing up every day and doing all the things, but I made sure I posted every single day at least a basic bit of content, a top tip. Wasn't in depth, might not have looked as pretty. This is what schedulers are made for, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but it just made sure that I was there and and that's how I grew and that's how I won clients. It was it and it, it wasn't easy, but I found the time. I it doesn't have to take a lot of time. No, it doesn't. But it does need to be done. And if you are one of these people who've asked, how do I create a portfolio for my business? Well, start by creating your own social media platforms. Yeah. Well, that's the basics of it, isn't it? And if you worry about, oh, well, hang on, no one's going to hire me if I've only got, you know, 199 followers. Create content that shows a potential client that it isn't just about follower numbers. So if you've got 199 followers, but you've sold out masterclasses or you've you've got one client, then then that's what it's important. So you've then got to educate your audience that it's not about that. It's about the end goal. And if your goal is to get more clients and you're getting more clients, then that's what you need to educate your potential audience about. And then obviously there's always going to be people who look at the vanity metrics and more for them. But also you can give that more context that we talked about at the start. You can you can do that via blogs on your website as well as content on your on your social media by sharing your wins. The other thing you said earlier was that if you were going to hire somebody, you would want to see like proof of results. How do you want to see that? In probably slightly longer form content. So I put all, I've got case studies on my website where I've talked about who the client was, what the goal was, and therefore what we then achieved. Either they were ongoing clients or I did it when that pit, that campaign came to an end or that, you know, we went our separate ways. So case studies on websites are good. Email, I've seen people talk about the successes they've achieved with their clients on their email list when they've emailed out. And you can talk about that. I often used to always share my wins on my social media. Yeah. If I got a testimonial from a client, I'd share that on my social media. It's that social proof, isn't it, that other people are saying that this this girl doesn't know what she's talking about. I don't I think that's all where what about you? Yeah, I'd be the same. I'd want to see case studies, testimonials and yeah, just the proof that they can do what they say they're going to do. And a lot of that probably will come down to their own socials. I would definitely go and snoop on those, like what sort of content they're sharing and stuff and what results they're getting on that. And I think both is important, isn't it? Your social media is a great way to show that you know what you're talking about. It's a great way to position yourself, but it's also a great way to share the context to your wins. And then it will be a great way to stay on top of your game. Like if you're not using your own socials, where are you testing out all these new features on your clients' accounts? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And your case studies or blogs or longer form kind of emails are a brilliant way to, yeah, to beef that up a bit. And I think if someone finds you on social media, finds that, you know, they've seen a graphic where you've said, you know, I've generated this amount of sales for my client and here's a testimonial. And then they go onto your website and then they read a bit more and they get a bit more of that context and understand the strategy and realize that you know what you're talking about. Then they're going to sign up because you've got a nice little box on that case study saying, book a one-to-one with me or have a discovery call or whatever it is your funnel is. Then that's going to work, isn't it? It's, it 
builds confidence because what from without a doubt, any client I've ever had, one of their biggest fears about social media managers is that there's just another cowboy, just another t- person who's t- spouting shit out and actually they could, don't know what they're doing. So you're, by building these case studies and by uh, sharing your wins and your testimonials, you're building confidence with your potential clients who could be watching you for a long, long period of time before they actually commit. Have you ever had a client ask you for your portfolio? No. Well, actually, I may well have done, but I would have just said, I don't have one. Here's my website. Yeah. I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not a photographer. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that is the um, short, sharp answer to what should I put in my portfolio? How do I create a portfolio? Do I need a portfolio? You don't need a portfolio. Exactly. That's not to to say, sorry, I'm I'm still on it. That when you write your case studies on your website, absolutely include screenshots of how you make, you know, because aesthetics is important, absolutely. But it's within the context of the whole package that you offer clients. Like if you outsource the photography or the graphic design, what would you put in a portfolio there? I mean, you wouldn't have anything to put in a portfolio. So, yeah, it's still, it's still absolutely important, but it's within the context of the wider strategy. And that is what makes you a social media marketer, not just someone who's good on Canva. Yeah. It's a good way to end this. That should be on a graphic. That's a few graphics now. (laughs) So if you would like to find out how else we can help you, then come over to our free Facebook group. We'll put the link for that in the show notes. And we would absolutely love it if you're enjoying the podcast, if you would leave us a review. In the meantime, we will see you in the next episode.